0: We don't need to outspend our competition. We don't need to. We can be more clever. We can find better strategies. We can find better opportunities. It just takes thought. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald.
1: Welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is the only show in East Idaho where you can hear origin stories from local business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers. The stories are inspiring and they help us get to know our business neighbors better. So thank you for joining us today. I am so excited for my guest today. It has been fun to see him grow his business over the last year and become a local go-to guy for digital marketing. Welcome Ryan Jose of Volpine Marketing to the show.
0: Hey, thank you, Renee. It's good to be here.
1: Um, Ryan, for those who may not know, what is Volpine Marketing? What kind of services does Volpine offer?
0: Yep. so we are a full-service digital marketing agency, which means, you know, we're helping people create their websites, be found in Google, and just kind of improving their digital presence in general, helping them get Facebook ads set up, Facebook pages, YouTube, you name it, that kind of a thing. We're just trying to help that people get found online primarily rather than kind of traditional marketing like your billboards and stuff like that. That's not really our thing.
1: Yeah, because most, mostly um, I, I saw you at the Marketing Masters, which was an event that was recently held. Mm-hmm. And we did learn that most advertising really is moving to the digital world. Like the print is is print dead.
0: Oh, there's definitely places for it. You know, for example, like, uh, you know, I was in my grandmother's Winter home there in St. George, and there was Yellow Pages, you know. So, if your primary demographic is 83 year old women, then <laughs> Yellow Pages is still alive and well and thriving. Um, and there totally are places in like kind of like specialized, like niche publications and stuff like that for magazines or whatever. As long as you're the right audience is there, then it's certainly possible that traditional advertising can be a successful avenue. It's just not one that i really utilize too heavily for my clients just because digital is um it's growing like crazy um i always kind of laugh when people are like oh yeah things are really kind of heading that way it's like well things have been that way way. yeah you know (laughs) things have been digital for you know at least a decade you know maybe idaho's a little behind but we're getting there (laughs) Yeah.
1: well i know for our own business we have really decreased the amount of print. We used to do direct mailers much more than what we do now, and now it's just specifically to our existing clients as kind of a royalty rewards type of a thing. But
0: totally. um,
1: yeah, it's changed for us. So I've seen that definitely evolve over the years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what, what? who are your typical clients?
0: You know, we work with small to medium sized businesses generally. Um, so in a variety of different industries, but typically our bread and butter client is someone who, They serve an area, right? They have a business location that they're hoping to get people to, or they kind of serve a county or an area just in general. So, our typical clients are things like lawyers and pest control companies and construction companies and HVAC contractors, physical therapists, things like that. Like service industry. Typically. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: And why is that? Is that something that you have experience in doing? Um, or that just fits the digital marketing world?
0: Yeah, good question. So it, it is one that I have quite a bit of experience in, you know, when I was in college and I was doing these different internships, a lot of the, the companies that I worked with were companies that kind of served those people, you know, so people who did like garage organization, uh, products and stuff like that all across the United States and Canada. And then, you know, I kind of went on from that, from that, and, you know, my one of my first full-time jobs outside of that was working for a company that serviced and they really specialized in what's called local seo and that was basically trying to get that local pest control company found in google and so i was there for about five years and you know our bread and butter client was lawyers or law firms but that's jet that's just where i really have a lot of experiences working with that type of a company
1: yeah i think um you have an interesting story about a li- about <laughs> your background so talk about why did you decide to start this business um you had a pretty cozy job and mm-hmm. so what was it that was like no i want to go out and be my own business owner
0: <laughs> uh it's a good question i ask that myself that every day <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding that's not true it, it has been a phenomenal move but it was it was definitely nerve-wracking you know uh, making that tr- transition from, yeah, cozy employee job, you know, to, to being a business owner. You know, it all kind of came down to, you know, one, I wanted to come back to Idle Falls. I born and raised in this area and, and love it. And you it.
1: weren't working in Idle Falls. Mm-mm. Where were you at? Uh,
0: we were in Burley, Idaho, of all places. Okay. Um, and it, it's a fantastic community and absolutely loved it. And, you know, had a great experience there in so many ways, but it was just, It was just time to come home. Yeah, you know, wanted my children to be closer to their cousins, to their grandma, grandpa, and just kind of reconnect with that family because that's just something that's way important to myself. Um, It's important to my wife to an extent, but mostly important to me. Yeah. Um, So I definitely wanted to make that move, Um, and then also I was just really, really invested in the growth of once again Idaho Falls. You know. And I can't think of any better way to really help the community grow than to help their businesses, right? To help them be found and help them improve their digital presence so that they can really, really succeed in in these local markets.
1: And you feel like you have the skill set. And so why not?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And one of the big things that's happening, one of the big um, issues I'm trying to prevent against is, you know, there's big companies with really huge, huge budgets, you know, Goliaths of their industries. And they're... They're looking to expand. And so what do they do? They look up online and they see, oh, Idaho Falls has zero digital presence. Yeah. If we were to go into that market, we could steamroll it. And that sucks. <laughs> you know, I Yeah. Mean? For, for these, for local... these
1: little boat businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. For these mom-pa
0: shops that, to come in and have these big brands just come and just absolutely steamroll them, you know? And I was like, that can't happen, you know? There's, there's good people behind these businesses, like we need to be improving the digital community in and of itself here in the area or else we're going to lose a lot of these companies.
1: So do you see that happening and putting you out of business someday?
0: Uh, putting myself out of business? Yeah, with
1: these big, big organizations coming in?
0: Well, I think that's why you really have to invest in your own digital brand, you know. Um, and. You know, I, I kind of tell the story of a time when I was in Burley that I couldn't find a plumber online. There was like one. Right. Uh, that's an issue. Um, and you know,
1: there were more than one plumber in Burley. Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Because I like, you know, beat the bushes and, and found them hiding. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, it so, shouldn't be that hard. No, it shouldn't be. Right. And but the issue is that that does happen. And Idaho Falls may be a better market than than Burley as far as that goes, but even Boise You know even some of these markets that we consider larger are still fairly vulnerable and fairly weak to someone who knows what they're doing coming in and and just taking over the market you know so that's why it's really important to be investing in in digital like it's not the way things are heading it is the the past it is the present it is kind of where we need to be and if we're not you know it puts us in not a great spot
1: yeah um i know that Still leaving your job, making the decision to to start your own business is a scary prospect. I understand you had mm-hmm. friends that had stepped out and done their own businesses, and while you were considering this, you were reaching out to them. Yeah. What were they saying to you? Should you do it or not? Or like, yeah. what were they saying?
0: Yeah, what, there's a handful of people that I reached out to. Um, you know, Spencer Erickson of Son of Eric Design was one of them. You know, I saw him kind of open up his own thing doing. Um, a lot of graphic design kind of freelance and kind of stuff like that and i had another friend kyle rawson up in rexburg owner of darcy media and siphon sound and you know some other kind of business partners in a different business venture and i, I was just like dude how you guys do it you know i'm yeah. looking at this and this is just terrifying and almost all of them were just like you just have to do it you just absolutely have to uh and You know, that's something that is hard to do, to just kind of take that leap of faith. But uh, almost everyone was just like, you just have to go. Like, if you sit there and look at it, it's going to be daunting and you'll never do it. But if it's something that that's important to you and that's what you feel like you really need to do, then yeah, you just need to pull the trigger. You just need to make some moves.
1: I hear that very often. Incidentally, Spencer was on my show. He was one of the first Mm -hmm. first 10, I think. I don't remember what episode he was, (laughs) but he was one of my first um, um, interviews. And him and multiple people say that to me when I get them on the show. It's like, just do it. Just put yourself out there and do Mm -hmm. it. But did you consider yourself... um, Kind of risk adverse prior to jumping into this was that more your tendency, and you know what helped you make the dis- the actual decision to do it.
0: Um, yeah, I would definitely say that we were we were fairly cautious in a lot of our decisions and stuff. You, you know, we weren't ones to just um, you know. My wife's an accountant, um, and so we definitely uh, we look at a lot of the the numbers and stuff like that on a regular basis and um yeah you know as far as what was safe you know that was something that had to go out the window that was something that we couldn't consider heavily you know because looking at it you're kind of like okay well well if we get x y and z right if we if were able to hit these marks by this point making the jump then we know it was kind of worth it right and so we kind of had some of those benchmarks set uh that we were kind of like well these are this is kind of where we have to be this is kind of our game plan to be able to to do it can we do that? Yeah,
1: because it's always that. But if, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, we just we filed the paperwork for the LLC. All that happens. And then COVID.
1: Yeah. You started the business (laughs) just days before the stay home order back in March, right? That's right.
0: So then what were you thinking? Um, Well, I really felt like I really felt very led to do this. You know, uh, people can call that what, they, what they'd what they like to. They can call it, you know, their intuition. They can call it, um, you know, revelation, inspiration, whatever they want to call it. We felt very led, like this is the was the decision that we needed to make. Um, and after a lot of prayerful consideration, we just really continued to feel very confident that, that was the right route. So regardless of what happened in the world around us, we still felt very confident that was the right r- route because we felt that way from the beginning, you know.
1: Even when everything was happening, you were like, this is what we're supposed to do. Let's just stay the course. Yeah. 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 So I, I I, I, mean, that was a scary time for all of us. I can't imagine being the one that's just started a business looking at that. Mm-hmm. What do you think helped you be successful through? Or do you feel like the pandemic actually led to your success, helped you succeed?
0: That's a good question. You know, I had some people uh, in my industry say that, they felt like it was kind of helpful because people um, who hadn't realized the need to push to digital realized it during that time. When they said, oh my goodness, our, our retail location is completely closed or, or whatever, we need to move to telehealth, whatever it is, they felt like that was actually fairly helpful. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily say like I found it that way, Because the majority of my clients weren't ones that were like, this is the first time we're investing in digital, you know? So I wouldn't necessarily say that was too particularly helpful to us. But for me, um, just getting started, I was just like, well, I'm just going to go be known. Um, I'm just going to go, I'm going to network, I'm going to do whatever I can to just form relationships that are going to help me get in front of people who are meaningful, right? In front of the right audiences. So I joined networking groups Uh, i was an active participant in a variety of facebook groups you know because a lot of people found themselves on facebook and online a lot more than uh, they were used to in the past and so i was like well if we can't be meeting in person then i'm going to be known digitally right i'm going to be in these facebook groups actively contributing and commenting on different things and just trying to form relationships and partnerships and and things of that nature to just get out there. Right?
1: Yeah, it is definitely something that I saw um, in you. That's actually how, well, it wasn't necessarily a networking group uh, that we first got acquainted. I think it was a meeting regarding PPP. But I had seen you or knew of you because of some of the common business mm-hmm. um, or an entrepreneurial forums and, and groups that we were in. And you were very present. and and present in the way that you were supporting other businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you feel like was that a strategy when you were thinking about creating the business or did that come because you had to you had to pivot and adjust?
0: There's a little bit of both. you know, in my last the company I was with before, my responsibility was the growth and marketing of the marketing company. And I think that a lot of people are like, oh well, you know, we need to be on linkedin that's where business happens i think it's garbage i don't agree yeah <laughs> i i think linkedin has its place but i feel like so many people just spend so much more time on facebook and so there were actually these forums for attorneys online and these active groups and communities where they were getting on online and chatting and what was happening was they were like hey who who knows a digital marketing agency who does Who's, who's the best for SEO in in legal, you know? And hey, wonderful. Now I'm here and I have a chance to kind of throw my hat in the ring. Yeah. Or if they're looking for a live chat provider, if they're looking for whatever, in services that we didn't mm-hmm. offer, then I was actively engaged in saying, oh, you should absolutely go chat with John with at Client Chat Live. He's a fantastic guy to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let him know that you're looking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, just actively encouraging and promoting other businesses it's not necessarily um i wouldn't say it's necessarily a strategy although it has been incredibly effective just because if there are certain businesses that i feel that that do well then i want my friends. I want them to go to those people. I just love my people. Mm -hmm. You know, the people that I trust that I think are great providers of of different services, be it, you know, a mechanic shop, be it. uh, Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I throw your name around on the daily. You know that. Uh, (laughs) I do know that. And so I really appreciate that. And
1: it isn't just because we know each other. You've had an experience there. So that's Mm -hmm. what I have found with you is that with your presence, now you've become known. I see people recommending you like it's happened. It's Mm -hmm. kind of come full circle. So I've been fascinated to watch that journey and how involved you've been, especially in supporting other businesses. Mm -hmm. And it goes, you know, it's that um, saying that if you want to be successful, help other people be successful. And you've been a great example of that. So thank you,
0: because <laughs> well, we've you. been the
1: recipient of that, too. So uh-huh.
0: thanks. I, I I certainly try to, you know, I try to just be helpful and, and it's helpful on both ends. Right. Someone's looking for someone, someone is someone who provides that. Yeah. But yeah, you're right that it has kind of come full circle. And there's many times that people will say, hey, who does web design, who does SEO or whatever? And there'll be times I can't get on Facebook or whatever, and I'll come in there, and my name is in there three or four times before Alrighty. I'm even able to respond. And yeah, that's that's phenomenal. Yeah, you know, I I really really appreciate the people who have been willing to you know throw my name and uh, out there for me and have been very very supportive. And I feel incredibly uh, blessed and lucky to have a good you know supportive circle around myself
1: so now having been in business for a year do you feel like you've got your feet underneath you this business is taking some traction and and is going to be successful or is successful
0: Mm-hmm. good question yeah I I, I think so you know we hit we hit um kind of some mile markers and milestones way faster than we thought we would uh, which is wonderful, right? I mean, that, that's exactly what you want. Your accountant wife uh. was like,
1: okay, this is gonna work. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, and I think there are certain milestones in businesses that you, you hit, right? One is the business is, is self-sustaining. It's paying for itself. The next is, okay, it's actually able to pay you. Okay, it's able to pay you as much as you were making at your previous job and then of course there's kind of all these different rungs and stuff above and beyond that and once you hit those milestones you're kind of like oh my gosh thank goodness yeah (laughs) yeah I can breathe a little bit Mm -hmm. Uh until you're going to the next one yeah exactly you know so we were able to hit those um just earlier than I thought that we would and that and that I really uh, tie that a lot to just incredibly supportive people yeah you know
1: so, do you feel like that's sustainable? Is there work to be done here in East Idaho? Oh yeah, lots definitely.
0: Huh? You, uh-huh. you know, uh, so the majority of my clients are not in East Idaho. Um, Interesting. You know, yeah, we have you know an attorney in Georgia. We have friends in Toledo. We have friends in California that we're doing all sorts of type of work for. Um, You know, our heart and soul is Idaho Falls, you know, and and all of East Idaho, really. But Idaho Falls in general, we absolutely want to be helping the businesses here. So we actively pursue them. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the majority of our business is out of state. Um, But yeah, that's kind of all part of it is just trying to do our best to give back to the community. But it's interesting that, you know, oh, so and so has a cousin in in forever away, you know, or something like that, that needs help with the website as well. And even if I am actively networking here in Idaho Falls, it still generates clients elsewhere.
1: Yeah, it's nice that this is a business that does, you don't have to be present where your clients are. You can do this remotely and do it well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, Okay, so one of the questions I have for you is, what the heck is Volpine? Like that (laughs) is an interesting name. I think it has something to do with a fox, but explain how this name of your business came to be.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, so we've had people reach out to us. Um, and and once again, like they were people, they reached out to us and they were up against the the McDonald's of their industries, right? The absolute Goliaths behemoths. Um, and so these people reached out and they were kind of like, well, it's going to be really challenging for us to win. We are not going to be able to outspend our competition. That That is absolutely not an option. Um, and so we found you know, doing keyword research, you know, investing in SEO and finding these different really unique and clever opportunities to help my clients win. You know, one of them was Expo Marketing, their company out of California. And they did, um, they were, they do like custom trade show booths for companies like DJI and Sony and Tesla. And, you know, all these
1: trade show booths,
0: trade show booths in particular. Yeah. You know, participating in these big, active Expos in Las Vegas and Los Angeles and Miami and Orlando and all across the nation, really. Um, but they had a good re- reputation for doing great work, but they just weren't that well-known. Once again, they are just little, little guys in their industry, you know? And it was kind of one of those things that if people knew what good work Expo Marketing did at what they, you know, uh, what they delivered and their product and everything like that and the way they took care of their clients, they wouldn't go it- to the McDonald's. They wouldn't go anywhere else. But people just didn't know them. So we found these sets of keywords that their competition had either just overlooked, neglected, or just otherwise just were not aware of that we said, you know, with a little bit of work, I think we can get you here for these set of keywords. And the keywords was like custom trade show booths and kind of some variations with there. Within a few months, we were able to get them competitively positioned for those keywords. And they were beating. McDonald's, essentially, right? They're beating these Goliaths. And that was kind of it stuck with me. That was really um, important to me. It was really valuable to me that we found these clever opportunities. So going back to uh, Volpine, um, Volpine is to fox what canine is to dog. Okay. And the whole premise of our company is just we don't need to outspend our competition. We don't need to we can be more clever. We can find better strategies. We can find better opportunities. It just takes thought, you know, and that's kind of been the the entire premise of our company is like, yeah, let's not just outspend everybody. That's not our goal. Obviously, if we can, that's going to be super helpful. I'm Mm going to say that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. If
1: you've got some money to throw at it, Uh yes.
0: But it's just not the reality. Yeah. You know, so if we're trying to bite off a piece of the market, well, let's find what market is available and let's go after that.
1: So do you think that's what sets you apart from your competition is that you are more thoughtful around how you do the marketing for your clients?
0: I would say so. I think that, you know, when people come to Volpine, they come to us because great strategy. Like that is first and foremost, you know, are we the largest company in Idaho Falls? No. Do we offer the most services? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, you know, all those things, uh, are we the absolute best at video production? No. Are people making better websites than us? No, that one's not true. Our, ours are the best. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that one. Um, I don't know. There, there are some really, really <laughs> good, good designers out there, mm-hmm. right? Um, but like there's all these things that, you know, there's a lot of other people that can do very, very well. there. finding these clever, these unique strategies and being able to successfully build brands doing so i would say that is absolutely what sets us apart from a lot of the competition
1: yeah that's awesome i you know i listen to you and and think about like when you were in school studying this did you know that you were going to have a business one day was that your goal
0: good question you know from from early on um as i kind of look back through my life i think it was very fairly evident that i would um if you had asked me when i was at my last company and company in that nice cozy job i don't know what i would have said necessarily then um but you know i was the kid that had the lawn lawn mowing business i was the kid that uh, uh you know i went and did pest control sales i went and did like all these different uh, owned uh, several different businesses all throughout my life and so there was a lot of evidence that i kind of had this draw this pull towards business ownership and entrepreneurship in general but I wouldn't have, like, said consciously that was the absolute goal, that that's where I would end up, okay. you know, um, especially because, you know, in my family, my parents are awesome, but they grew up in the kind of the area era, era that, you know, you graduated from college, you found that one job at that one company, you stayed there your entire life. You had benefits and, and, retired. and everything.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. And, you know,
0: and, and, and my dad retired from the INL uh, not too long ago and was there for decades, you know. And so... I wasn't necessarily surrounded by business ownership in that way that that would have been a conscious thought necessarily you know but now you know kind of as things kind of went on i was kind of like yeah that sound, it it sounds like, like it fits. sounds like something i i think that would be fantastic for me and my family
1: so how did you how did you learn about self-employment and all that you need to do because it's not just as easy as Hang up a sign and saying, I'm in business. Like there's things that have to happen with this mm-hmm. that are maybe outside your expertise. How did you know?
0: Yeah, so how did I know just kind of certain aspects of kind of just business ownership just in general? Uh-huh. You know, once again, I, I, and I will preach this all day long is that it really comes down to who you know and who you're spending your time with. You know, when I was in college, Um, my boss was kind enough to invite me to come to this group of entrepreneurs. And there were small businesses, you know, like really small, like less than like five people, you know? Yeah. And there were all these startups that were in the Rexburg area. And I got to see their processes, and they were super open about what they were dealing with, and we would go to lunch on a weekly basis. And they would just say, "Hey, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. Who who has done this?" Mm-hmm. And someone would say, "Oh, I've actually done this. Here's what you need to worry about when you're running into this," and and could really kind of help one another just navigate these different situations. You know, so being exposed to that, you know, when I was in my early twenties, like it just became pr- fairly natural because. I'd been around people who were dealing with it. That's the kind of conversations that we were having was, what are people doing to grow their businesses? What are people doing as far as HR goes? What are people doing as far as finding employees and growing teams? Like I had a front row seat um, to all these different companies, including the ones that I was working for at the times. And I think that like, if you want to see how businesses are run, um, go work at a small company because you get to see everything. You get to be involved in product development, in sales, in uh, logistics, in every aspect of the company, because it's small enough that that's an option. And I got to see all of it. And I consider, I really trace a lot of the success of my career to just being around great people who are going through things in a very collaborative way.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that, that also plays to this, your style now that you're putting yourself out there that you're very involved in a lot of different groups that is pretty natural for you it seems yeah and do you think it was from being trained that way being taught that way
0: yeah i think so you know i just saw the value of just surrounding yourself with good people right and people who know your pain you're you know absolutely or, or, because the thing is like i'll talk to some people about business ownership and even though they're really good friends and things like that, you can tell the things that I'm going through now in this unique circumstance are completely lost on them. Uh-huh. They, they, do not, they do not get it. They uh-huh. do not understand the challenges. Um, and that's okay. You yeah. know, you can obviously still be great friends with those people, but surrounding yourself by people who just get it uh, and have experienced it, you know, one, that puts yourself in a position that you can ask questions, you can feel significantly more supported by those individuals because uh, they can be just way more empathetic. But then you just have access to just great knowledge, right? Great, great resources that are available to you.
1: Yeah. And what I find is that I wish I would have known that exactly that you're talking about because when we took over the business from dad, it was, um, you know, it was tiny and we really hadn't been trained how to run a business. Mm -mm. And so we always felt like these frauds, you know, like we don't know what we're doing and we're just lucky that we're paying our bills. And, you know, Kevin knows how to repair cars. And so he put his head down and repaired cars. But as far as really being a business, we didn't know what we were doing and we didn't reach out. Like we stayed isolated, trying to figure it out, feeling like these frauds Mm -hmm. and, Once we kind of opened our eyes and started talking to people and understanding what everybody was going through, they weren't having any different journey than we were. You Mm. know, they weren't brilliant um, business individuals. They were figuring it out as they were going along. And I was shocked because I thought, well, I thought they had it figured out the entire time and they were in really the same situation. So to know that and, and that's another reason why this show is important to me, because I think we have to realize that we all start somewhere we're all going through these same journeys and you can be inspired by individuals and just know you're not alone and that that these aren't unique things yeah. so i love that very much
0: yeah i completely agree with you and i think that people now you know they'll come up and they'll kind of talk to me about my company and i've had i've had kind of feelings where i'm like they're like oh you know, we're not doing as well as you are and they'll kind of like you know kind of say things like that and you know while we have experienced great growth it you know it has not been a clean process you know it has not been without its difficulties um but you people kind of think that right and they kind of put us uh, you know i think we naturally put people on pedestals right yeah we look at the elon musks and the different <laughs> things like that but Really, there is so much struggle involved in everyone's journey, including Elon Musk. It was was not a clean process. But we look at how successful he is now and just think, oh, he just knew the way. And I think really it doesn't come down to knowing the way. It just comes down to having like a a very strong dedication to figuring out the process and, and being willing to, you know, roll with the punches.
1: Yeah, my my guest just prior to you talked about, you know, he said you don't you don't need a great strategy to go into business. You need a good product and then you figure that the other stuff out as you go along and I thought that was so powerful because it's oh, true. Yeah. We can do this analysis paralysis in our mind about, you know, before we start a business or a project or, you know, like starting this podcast. I could have really picked it apart and I would have never started it. You just got to mm. get out there and do it.
0: Completely agree. Yeah. Yep, absolutely agree.
1: Love that. All right, well, maybe we've already talked about this, but when you think about maybe those people who have come to you or others that are considering self-employment, what advice do you have for them?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so once again, just do it, right? Go ahead and get started. Just like you just said, you know, you can look at it all day and you can talk yourself out of it pretty darn easily. It's easy to do that, you know? Um, You have to be willing to make some sacrifices You know it's not it's not a sexy process
1: yeah you don't get to have everything and no yeah no Mm -hmm.
0: you know once again going back to the elon musk thing you know or going back to you know jeff bezos or whatever right all these huge companies they started out of someone's basement generally like their mother-in-laws you know like not even (laughs) not even their own basement right yeah Uh, gary v talks about um, the fact that so many people are unwilling to do things that are unsexy, right? Yeah. It's un- the mundane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're, they're so nervous about what people are going to think about them during the process, that they're not willing to live with family. They're not willing to, you know, to make those different sacrifices because it doesn't make them look cool in the minute. It doesn't right. make them look cool right then and there. But, you know, uh, Gary Vee said, it. he's just like, you, you don't want to be happy. He's like, you're willing to be miserable at some job for 30 years of your life because that looks more socially okay than living with a family member for a few years before the business really takes off. Like, how ridiculous is that? But yeah. we let those types of fears stop us all the time that we're so concerned about what someone else is going to think about what we're doing. Yeah,
1: so true. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Gary V is the reason I started this podcast. So oh, I'm a God. Gary Vee follower uh, for sure. And, you know, I think um, the other thing is the hustle, you know, there are no overnight successes. Oh, yeah. This, although it looks that way, it doesn't, it (laughs) doesn't, they don't really exist. So I love that. Just do it. So do you ever have feelings of self-doubt and wonder why you didn't stay in the cozy job? Like wonder what the heck you're doing?
0: Yeah. I mean, to an extent, I think everyone does, right? There's always kind of the what ifs, right? Um, And... There are, within entrepreneurship, there's such highs and lows, you know, which I think everyone who has done a business will tell you that that's the case, right? It's, it's kind of an emotional roller coaster. One day you're just like, man, things are just running so smoothly. And then other times you're like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Uh, <gasps> my bank
1: account just drained, oh, you know, man. I did payroll and there's mm-hmm. nothing in there. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Um, and so that's hard, right? You have to deal with kind of those ups and downs. And during those downs, it's easy to say, Man, did I make the right decision? And during those ups, you're like, Oh, of course I did. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we're rock stars. <laughs> exactly. We're awesome. <laughs> and it's so easy to say that then. And then, you know, the next day, you feel you could feel quite differently. Um, but I'm grateful that we made the move. It's been fantastic for, you know, my family. Once again, we're grateful to be back in Idaho Falls. We felt like it was the right decision. And I fought that for so long, um, that decision, you know, even though I felt like it was the right thing to do, I fought it for so long that eventually I felt guilty. You know, I felt terrible because I knew I needed to go do this. I felt so <laughs> You were so being confident. pulled to do it. Oh, I was. Mm-hmm. And I was like dragging my heels and, you know, and then I'm like, OK, fine, I'll go do it. And then COVID happens, you know. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of like, oh, man, oh, man.
1: That's what you get for waiting. Uh-huh. You have to trudge yeah, right. through the pandemic. Yeah, if, you,
0: if you had done it in like 2017 or 18, when you first <laughs> felt strongly moved that direction, maybe it would have been different. But this is what you get. Yeah, this is where <laughs> you are.
1: And you seem to be man- navigating it really well. So <laughs> well, that's awesome.
0: When COVID started, we planned on not having, you know, or when we opened up our business, we planned to not have revenue. Uh-huh. So anything that did come was a was an awesome, <laughs> was pleasant a surprise, yeah. right? It was like, fantastic. This is going way better than we thought it would. Pandemic
1: or not. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right? So. It's awesome. Well, what's the future for Volpine Marketing? Where do you see this going and being?
0: You know, we would really like to um, add more people to our team. We'd love to grow um, in that kind of way and just be able to provide these good jobs. You know, one of the unique things about Volpine that we're doing right now is... Um, You know, there are so many companies out there that are either unable or unwilling to provide flexible jobs for people. Um, But there are so many incredibly talented people. For example, almost all of my staff is or is planning to be um, stay-at-home mothers. And so we have this incredible unique opportunity to provide jobs for these people that just need a little bit more money for their family to help, right? Uh, They can't work 40 hours a week, that's not not an option.
1: Or this nine to five thing. Yeah, they can't
0: do nine to five, right? That's not really an option, but in the the evenings, on the weekends, you know, whatever, they could absolutely put in some hours. And so we would like to continue to grow that just simply because we've seen that bless so many people's lives by giving them the opportunity to work from their own home, set their own hours, and um, the work has been incredible. You know, I think so many people are concerned, like, oh, well, if it's d- it's done from home, it won't be good work. Or, you know, maybe you can't depend on these stay-at-home mothers. That is just absolutely not the case.
1: Well, the pandemic has proven that wrong, for sure. Because so, oh, there's so many yes. of us working remotely. And I think the productivity has actually improved because we're not mm-hmm. standing around the water cooler having, you know, our gossip sessions or whatever the case may be. So, right. yeah, it's, defin- it's definite that good quality work can come from home.
0: Uh-huh. And it has, you know, so we would like to continue to bring on more people so that we can be doing that and providing those jobs because it really has been a tremendous experience uh, for me to, to see how just access to great work in those kind of conditions can be such a tremendous blessing and a benefit to people. So we'd love to be doing that. Um, we're doing our best to continue to, to offer kind of new services and new products to kind of help companies be able to build in different ways. Um, We'd always love to continue to bring on new clients so that we can help them. Uh, And by helping them, we help our community, right? We help the best businesses become the best known. So everybody will have better access to better plumbers. Everybody will have access to better electricians. Everybody will have access to better chiropractors, physical therapists, you name it. That's kind of the vision. That's kind of the the growth that we'd like to see is just be helping more people, be it our own staff, be it our community, be it these individual companies, that's the goal.
1: Isn't um, I know that there's a saying in marketing. Maybe you've even told me this that the best companies aren't the ones that are getting the most business. And I mean, the mm-hmm. ones that can spend the most are the ones that are getting the most business. And it is that creative way yeah. of getting individuals. But I think as a consumer, that's a real lesson for us, right? Because just because they come up first on the search oh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean they're the best business.
0: No, it definitely doesn't, you know, and I read something that was talking about, you know, um, when you Google like your symptoms in, into Google, yes, right? like, uh-huh. you're, you're experiencing X, Y, and Z. Yes. I mean, that may not necessarily be your disease, right? That, that might be your illness, but it's the one that has the best SEO. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then
1: everybody thinks they're dying of cancer. Exactly. You know, yeah. Everybody uh-huh.
0: defaults to that because it's probably on one of the most authoritative websites. Right? So that's probably why that happens. That's not ne- necessarily say that's accurate. Right? The number one, the plumber that's ranked number one isn't necessarily the best. Yeah. But yeah, we do talk about that is that, you know, the adage is, you know, the best, best known beats best. And that sucks.
1: Oh yeah, that is the same. Yeah, best known beats best. Mm-hmm. So, as a consumer, how what's the best strategy for me to look at the reviews, do do some homework around that? Probably,
0: I would say so. I think reviews add so much social proof. You know, they they give you, a, and and we're kind of accustomed to doing it, right? I mean, we hop on Amazon, we're buying a toaster, and what do we do? We we go through the reviews. Absolutely. You know? yeah. So, as a consumer, you're kind of trained to do that because. Sadly, the way you look for a lawyer isn't that much different than a toaster, you know. <laughs> <laughs> look
1: at the reviews. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You
0: look at the reviews pretty heavily because there's a lot of things that you can fake. And honestly, reviews are one of them. You can get fake reviews, right? That's a little bit more challenging. And yeah. hopefully you can look through that and say, I don't know if this yeah. review is legit or yeah. not, you know. yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah reviews are absolutely a huge part of... Um, the consumer process. And if you're trying to make that selection, I think that's a lot of what it comes down to.
1: Well, thanks for that advice.
0: No, well, you're so welcome.
1: Okay, well, Ryan, I've talked to you for quite a while now. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before I let you go?
0: No, I don't think so. You know, if people are looking to kind of take their marketing game to the next level, if they're looking for invested partners in what they're doing, uh, people who are caring, enough to to be really personally invested in kind of the marketing efforts of these companies that we don't even own Um, that's definitely our company we're definitely excited and and empathetic and extremely caring about you know the people that we partner with we're fairly selective about who we do that with Uh, so when we do bring someone on and we feel like it's it's a good fit as far as kind of the, the work that we deliver and kind of what they're looking for then yeah, that's kind of a match made in heaven. There is kind of those types of people.
1: So how do they find you?
0: You know, they can go ahead and, and Google us or, you know, <laughs> you know, Volpine Marketing, right? They can go to our website, VolpineMarketing.com. They can reach out to us via our Facebook page, whatever is kind of the most convenient way for them. We're happy to kind of have that conversation, put that put together that game plan.
1: All right, great. Well, <laughs> if you need help, definitely reach out. Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show today. You are a delight to be around and it's been really fun watching you take your industry by storm here in East Idaho. So thank you for your example of taking risks and just going for it and for being bold enough to network the heck out of yourself. (laughs) So can't wait to see what you will do next. Keep it going.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: As a reminder, guys, this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair with locations in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. If you're looking for automotive repair and maintenance provided with honesty and integrity, come and see us and let our family take care of your family. And be sure to check out our reviews because I think that'll help you understand what kind of business we really are. Now stay tuned for the Business Leadership Moment.
0: It's now time for a Business Leadership Moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Business Leadership Moment. I'm so glad you're able to join me here today. I just wanted to finish this episode up with just a few thoughts about relationships. So, I just got back from a girls trip. I have a group of friends that we have been friends for oh gosh, nearly 30 years. We raised our little kids together in the same neighborhood, and although we have all branched off, not all of us, but several of us have branched off and gone different ways and live in different areas. We make it a point to get together on a regular basis. And so we went to South Padre Island in just off the coast of Texas, down by Houston. If any of you have been there, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't know it existed, but it's a darling little place. And we had planned on beach time and all sorts of Um, sun because, of course, we were getting away from East Idaho and other snowy areas. And when we got there, it rained and blew and the weather was terrible the entire time we were there. (laughs) Because isn't that what usually happens? But as I reflected on this experience, I, I think about you know, we still enjoyed every minute of the time we were together. And it's just another testament to the power of relationships and the people that you surround yourself with. And the ability that that gives you to recharge and um, to just want to do better. And so uh, I wanted to relate this experience that I had back to Ryan's discussion. He definitely has been an individual that's been very um, present in the community and has formed relationships. And he has is a great example of how that has served him in his life. And so I just want to really encourage you guys. I, I know I've talked about this before, um, but we are the sum of the individuals we spend time with. And if you want to grow in your business and you want to become more Please surround yourself with individuals who can lift you up and help you become that next thing that you know your business is or you have the potential to become. That maybe you don't see that um, that can be done in a lot of different ways. Clearly, there are networking groups that provide that um, to some more depth. You might look into a mastermind group and just a little shameless plug that uh, my business, new level leader. We, I do have a mastermind group and we're always looking for members. We It is a pretty small group and we kind of like to stay t- tight knit. But if you're looking for a group where you really want to get your ass kicked, oh shoot, I did say that, sorry, your butt kicked, um, then please reach out to me. You can check it out at www.newlevelleader.com and there's a sheet in there that you can fill out. And it kind of lets you discover whether this is something of interest to you. But whether you do that or not, find your tribe, find somebody that can lift you up and challenge you to be a better version of yourself. Um, Relationships are so important, especially in business, but truly in life. And I just want to do a shout out to my girls. Um, I'm so grateful for our friendship and for the opportunity we had to spend a little time together. And do crazy things that middle-aged, pretty conservative women would do. Um, Still, we would have embarrassed our children immensely had they been with us. And that's always our goal. So anyway, just get out there, find your tribe. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you back here next week.